I'm sorry. I just getting fed up with this nonsense. I forgetting names all the time. You know, last week I twice I forgot where I parked my car. Join the club, pal. You're getting older. <laughs> oh well, of course I'm getting older. We're all getting older, but I'm not that old. And have you had that problem? Have you said, oh my gosh, I just met her. She told me her name twice already. And what was it again? Marie, Mary, uh, I forget. Maybe it was something different. And oh, what's wrong with me? I don't know what's happening to my mind. Am I losing it? Oh my God, am I getting dementia? Or am I going to have Alzheimer's like my mother? We torture ourselves like this. Or how many times have you walked into a parking garage or a parking lot and said to yourself, oh, where did I park the car? I have no idea. And then if you have one of those keys that beep, you're pushing it, hoping you can find it. And if you're in Disney World, uh, forget it. <laughs> it's such a huge parking lot. So uh, many times we, we really damn ourselves. And there are times when you do need to attend to it because maybe there is something going on, you know, memory-wise. But most of the time, most of the time, it's normal. It's just everyday forgetting. We're not focused that much when we meet somebody or we attend to what they're saying. We don't listen to their name. It just floats off of our awareness. Or we're not focused when we park the car. We're just focused on getting into the uh, the, the movie theater, we're focused on doing some shopping, and we're not focused on where we parked it. So we can either make a little effort to learn how to park better, or to retain names, or just not beat up on yourself. I have a policy. I'm a th- clinical psychologist, and because I've worked with so many people who've come into me with worries about their memory, which are really ungrounded, they have good memory, they're in very good health, and good fitness, or whatnot, and I have decided for myself, I am not going to play that game with myself. I am not going to torture myself with, oh my God, what ifs. And here's what tends to happen. When I forget something, when I say, oh my gosh, I forgot his name and we used to be good friends, I just say to myself, it's okay, Ellen, the name will come to you a little bit later. And I just relax my mind, let it go. And guess what? It pops up a little bit later. If I say, oh my God, I'll never remember that name. What's wrong with me? Now my subconscious is hearing, oh my God, there's something terrible wrong with you. You have a bad memory. And and you make it worse. You, inc- you introduce increased anxiety. And now it's going to be harder to access that name. So that's my policy with that. Here is a question I received on having a baby. For those of you who have had a baby or are pregnant right now, uh, can you remember back to your first child? If you're just pregnant right now, this will be your first child. And what went through your mind? Were you prepared for having a baby or not prepared for having a baby? Do you wish now, if you've already had your kids like I have, that you could go back and tell your young self, hey, don't worry as much. Well, here is a woman who I don't think she's pregnant yet, but she has a question. Hi, Dr. Kenner. My boyfriend, Carla, and I are planning on having a baby. So it sounds like it's in the future. However, the next sentence, it will be my first child. So I don't know if it's present, but I'm going to assume that they're planning on having a baby. It will be my first child, but he already has two kids, and it makes me very sad that I won't be able to give him his first child. Listen to those words. 
I won't be able to give him his first child. I always wanted to experience that with my child's father, having our first child together and learning together. I keep breaking up with him, and I think this is the reason, Kara. So, Kara, first I'm going to take this as if you're planning on having a baby, and then I'll talk about it as if, oh, my gosh, you're pregnant now, and what do you do with at this stage? So if you're just planning on having a baby and you're not actually pregnant, pregnant, you want to understand your ambivalent. In therapy, we call it exploring your ambivalence. Why am I feeling so mixed up? Why am I breaking up with Carl and then getting back together with him, then dreaming of having a baby, then integrating it into the fact that he already has two kids and this ain't going to be a lot of fun. It isn't going to be a lot of fun because he's already been there, done this, and this is all news for him. And I want it to be fresh and exciting for both of us. And, oh, you know, what to do? There are two things that strike me. Um, one is that you're saying that you won't be able to give him his first child. And that, to me, raised a little red flag. Honey, this is your first child if you're planning on having one. And you want to keep the focus that this is your first child, whether or not it's his first or second or third. And if you truly love him and plan to marry him, hopefully, so you have some commitment there. If you truly love him and want to be with him and have already integrated the fact that he's got the, his, the other kids, maybe you even like the kids, then you can reframe the situation as we can. I can learn from him. He's been through this before, so it won't be, and it will be a new experience with me. And you can make it more exciting for yourself. You do need to do that work of letting go of expectations that you can't have, that he has no kids, and um, just rethinking the whole thing, putting it in a new picture frame. We call it reframing. If you are ambivalent because you don't know if you want the whole package, maybe you love Carl, but maybe not enough to marry him, maybe not enough to have a baby, and maybe not enough to take on the responsibility of his older children. If that's the case, then you might, your subconscious may be saying, honey, honey, don't don't get pregnant yet. Don't get pregnant yet. So you have every right to break up with him if you're feeling that this is not the type of relationship you want. Because you'll even have the, probably the kids, his older kid's mother in the picture too. And I'm not sure if you want that. Uh, some people, many people do that. Uh, do obviously there are many second and third marriages uh, where the kids are the families have been already established uh, and people blend their family so to speak sometimes it doesn't blend that well but that's something to work out you can get the book that I wrote with Dr. Ed Locke it's got a provocative title The Selfish Path to Romance How to Love with Passion and Reason and selfish we mean by that we mean you never lose yourself in a relationship you don't do things just for him. You wanted him to have his first child, to give him his first child. When you're not focused on yourself, it would be your first child too. So here's the second situation. If you are pregnant already, this is a 24-7 job. And if you're pregnant, the question is, why haven't you married? Are you considering marrying? And you really want to do a lot of thinking of why, where the ambivalence is coming from and get yourself some therapy. You can go to a website, Academy of CT for cognitive therapy.org, Academy of CT.org, and find a therapist in your neck of the woods. Uh, if, if it's, um, 
if you're deciding, do I want to be a single parent or do I want to integrate my life with him, do a lot of thinking. There is a, a very interesting uh, uh, therapy card deck, if you want. There, It's 52 questions before having a baby <laughs> uh, or if you're planning on having a baby. And this is by John and Julie Gottman, G-O-T-T-M-A-N. I think their website, let me see. Uh, it's, they have fivesisters.com, www.fivesisters.com. And there are two decks of cards. One is questions before marriage or moving in, and the other are questions before having a baby. And let me just read one question. Uh, how will having a child change your lifestyle? Smoking, drug use, sleep hours, work hours, spontaneity, free, ch- free time. And I'll do another question. If you have a partner, how will you nourish your relationship as a couple when there is a child vying for your attention and affection. So these are cards that you take one at a time and you sit down and you talk about them. For, you can look at them first by yourself and then talk about them with each other. And they're very good introspective cards. And also, I highly recommend getting some professional help for yourself because you don't want to make the wrong choice or if you, you want to minimize any problems. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness. Look forward to being back with you again next show. I need to feel important. Instead, I'm living in the shadows of her life. Her family and friends are everything. I feel invisible. I thought my husband's love would be enough to help him get over my affairs. Why can't he just forgive and forget? What does he think he is? Perfect? He's so selfish. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self-nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.